Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria algae body oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. This is Denise Watson in for Frank Mitchell, just after five past nine on a Friday morning. Now, the First Minister, Arlene Foster and the DUP leader, has suggested there will not be a border poll or a united Ireland in her lifetime. Arlene turns 50 this year. Sinn Féin has said it wants a referendum on Irish reunification within five years. Now, when asked why last night, Arlene said there has to be evidence the test for a border poll is that people would vote for it in a majority and there is no evidence of that. So is her confidence misplaced? Is she just trying to say what her electorate might want her to say? Well, on the line now joining me is Professor John Tong from the University of Liverpool. Good morning, John. Good morning. What do you make of these comments that um, Arlene Foster made last night? I think that Arlene Foster is probably incorrect that there won't be a border poll in, in her lifetime. Uh, I think that a border poll will take place. She may be correct that there wouldn't be a vote for a united Ireland within her lifetime. Uh, if you look at the survey evidence, it's, it's very, very different according to whether it's an online survey, which suggests that we're almost there for a majority for United Ireland. There was a, a, re- a recent uh, survey conducted by Lucid Talk which suggested it was 46% uh, for the Union, 45% for United Ireland. But our, our own University of Liverpool-led uh, study, which was across uh, four universities, it should be said, that suggested, and that was done face-to-face with 2,000 respondents, a, a representative sample across uh, Northern Ireland. So that suggested there's only 29% support for United Ireland. There's wildly different, differing results. It depends whether you interview people face-to-face and confront them with a difficult decision or whether you do it online. Uh, if you interview them face-to-face, there seems to be a reluctance to support Irish unity. If you uh, do the survey online, then there's much greater support for Irish unity. Of course, neither method would be used in a border poll. It's worth saying you won't be voting online and you won't be face-to-face. You'll be face-to-face with a difficult decision, but it will be in the privacy uh, of a polling station. So even if you split the difference, we're not there yet uh, for a United Ireland. It may, there may well be majority support for United Ireland one day, but I have sufficient confidence in our own survey to suggest that we're not there yet, but whilst far from ruling it out as a long-term possibility, uh, unification. I think that the, the reason this has made the headlines this morning is because she has said in her lifetime, now she's turning 50 this year, um, so to just say, say she lives to the age of 80, you know, 30 years, surely that's a little bit short-sighted, what she said. Well, I mean, none of us know what our lifetime will be. That's the first thing to say. It's one, it's one of those things we all utter, but we, have, we haven't got a clue what will happen uh, in terms of our own lifespan. Uh, secondly, of course, uh, I mean, Arlene Foster would say that, you know, I think, if Eunice were to appear insecure, 
and be concerned that the union could end tomorrow, then, you know, it, it will be a strange sort of unionist. Of course, come, come election time, I'm sure that Arlene Foster will, will, will be rallying unionists, uh, get them out to vote for the DUP on the basis to, to protect and save the union. Well, if the union is not under threat, you wouldn't need to do that. I think the union is under threat, but I think the more immediate threat, frankly, in terms of the polling evidence, is Scotland where consistent uh, opinion polls, consistent survey evidence, no matter what method is used, suggests that you know the, the Scottish voters are very close to, to voting for independence. Even then, they fell short, of course, in the referendum. Of course, They yeah. only got to, poor, up to 44%. So I think that's where the more immediate threat comes. Will there be a border poll, you know, in Arlene Foster or, or my lifetime? I'm also in my 50s. Yes, I think there will be. I mean, I don't think that the Secretary of State, uh, it's in his gift. It's in Brandon Lewis's gift at the moment. I, th- I think eventually the pressure will be such that a border poll will be called. I would expect, if there were to be one, one to be called within the next five years, that there would be a majority to stay in the union. But that wouldn't be the end of the story because, you know, if pressure continues for United Ireland, there can be another one called after a seven-year gap. Right. Uh, so I don't think the first border poll would be the end of the story. And eventually, I, I do see Irish unification happening, but I doubt whether it would happen in my lifetime and I doubt whether it would happen in, in Arlene Foster's either. I get the impression that there's there is a a wish or a need for a shared Ireland for everyone rather than one party asking for this. There is if you look at the number of people that wanted to remain in the European Union within Northern Ireland, we have to take that into account as well. So it's less of the sort of united Ireland that we've been talking about for years. It's more of a shared Ireland that, that a lot of people want, some of the disenfranchised voters perhaps. Yeah, and I think that's right. And I, th- I think first of all that Every survey has shown an increase in support for unification. That's the first thing to say. And secondly, yes, I think there should be conversations about a united island. Now, that's a difficult one for unionists because there are some unionists who would say, why should I take part in talks and discussions and plans about the dissolution of my own country? That would be tantamount to surrender. It would actually encourage the project of unification. But against that, you've had people, and that includes the former DUP leader, Peter Robinson, who say, yes, of course we should take part in discussions about what the United Ireland should look like. Otherwise, we'll end up in a Brexit-style scenario the, the morning after the referendum on the 23rd of June 2016, when no one had any idea about what leave would look like. So we need to be in a position where there is a sensible discussion uh, about what United Ireland should look like. For example, should there still be a, a, a devolved assembly at Stormont, albeit within a context of, of Dublin rule, but with devolution for the North to recognise the Protestant British Unionist identity of you know, a million citizens uh, here in the North. So mm. I think that's, you know, I think those are the sort of discussions that probably do need to take place. But there are some Unionists who say, no, we won't do that because what, why should we talk about the terms of, of what they would see as surrender? Mm. I, I think we need to move on from that. I think what will happen now, if, if Sinn Féin do end up in government south of the border, as well as North, there will be a, a clearer prospectus for unity. So at least we'll have a clearer idea of what a united Ireland would look like. Yeah, Sinn Féin have done so well in the in the election, and as a party, they're they're growing in and people the respect they they have from the electorate as well, and in their vision, and they're getting a lot of credit, and they are getting stronger. So they, they will they will push for this. Is it fair to say that they're they're looking at the five years as they want the referendum on reunification within the five years? That's you would say that is 
that's fair to say that they could get that. Yeah, I think I, think she, I understand why Sinn Féin are pushing for a board of hold within five years. As I say, I think, I think they would win that in the South. I don't think they would win it in the North, the way that public opinion lies at the moment. I understand perfectly why Sinn Féin would push, as a, as a party that's you know, strongly committed to United Ireland, why they would push to produce documents and a prospectus for Irish unification. I think part of the problem has been that Fine Foyle and, and Fine Gael, whilst nominally committed to United Ireland, have never produced any documents as to what a United Ireland would look like and the extent of autonomy that would be given to those of a very different tradition in the north of Ireland. So I think, I think we're at the stage now where at least people will be able to vote. Once these documents are produced, once we get a prospectus, then people will be able to make a more informed decision in a border poll as to as to what they're voting on in a way that they didn't in terms of the Brexit referendum. I think that's a healthy thing. You know, the people can decide whether to, to support unification or reject it. I think the people who will decide the ultimate outcome of a border poll are not unionists or nationalists. If you're a unionist, you'll be pro-union. If you're a nationalist, you'll be pro-unification. But according to our own survey evidence, almost 40% of the population in Northern Ireland say they are neither unionists nor nationalist. Now, they at the moment break three to one in favour of the status quo, i.e. Northern Ireland remain in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. If Sinn Féin and others campaigning for Irish unity can win them over, that will clinch a border poll in terms of, of you know, getting a majority over the line for Irish unification. So it's those people that Sinn Féin need to work upon. We need to convince them, not on the basis of a romantic vision of it, of a United Ireland, but on practical things. Yeah, and the economic be, vision. Would, yeah. Yeah, would, would, yeah would, would they pay more tax? What about the state of the health service, which I know obviously has been very, very problematic in Northern Ireland with, that, with, with the Assembly uh, away for, for three years and only recently restored. But people like the NHS. So, you know, yes, cultural identity matters, but there's also the pragmatic thing about whether you'll be better off in the United Ireland or as no, with with Northern Ireland as part of the UK. Professor John Dong, thank you so much for joining us from University of Liverpool with, uh, I mean, and bringing us up to speed about basically the state of the, on this discussion and answering so frankly as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Professor John Tong from the University of Liverpool. So the, t- the topic at the minute is that the first minister and DP leader Arlene Foster has suggested there will not be a border poll or a united Ireland in her lifetime. This is a man very familiar voice to the U105 phone and Alex Kane joins us now. Alex, good morning. Good morning, Denise. My first thought was, what did she say this for? Can I just ask you your first thought when you heard the comment? Well, I have to say, my immediate reaction was one of surprise. Now, normally in, in politics, you can be asked a difficult question, and for unionists to ask a political leader, is the United Ireland likely or whatever, you find a way of nuancing the answer. So what you would say is something like, well, I don't think there'll be any change in my political lifetime, meaning for as long as she's leader. It's a good phrase, yeah. And then like, yes, it covers all bases. So for some reason, you know, something happened in two years' time, she was no longer sitting in the Assembly, you know, and then circumstances changed. At least you're covered by that. But, I mean, she's 50. I mean, I, yeah, it's just a strange thing. Give her the, you know, say 30 years or so, maybe longer. I just think that seems an extraordinarily long time, given all the circumstances and the shifting of dynamics. I can understand the point that maybe she could argue, look, and I think John touched upon it there earlier, that maybe in her lifetime she won't see United Ireland. 
But I would have thought, you know, I, I would have thought a border poll at this point is almost inevitable. Whether it results in any, a change in constitutional status is another question. But in terms of her, I think, yes, a border poll is almost inevitable, although that could be five years, ten years, United Ireland is still open for question. But we've seen in Scotland, Alex, when they call for the referendum and they think they're going to get they're going to get the yes and it doesn't happen and they're they're probably even more confident that there would be unification within Scotland national than um, Scotland would break away from the UK and then it didn't happen. Well, the, the, the problem with the, the Scotland and the SNP, yes, they, I think that they're, they're very keen to, to have another referendum. When you talk to the people in Scotland, I have over the past few months, and particularly after Boris Johnson was elected, while they, while they will tell you that they think a referendum is coming, you know, one way or another, fairly soon, push them a little bit and they'll say, well, we can't take it for granted that it will actually deliver mm-hmm. um, um, independence. And that's partly because... The last time, 2014, when they had the Scottish referendum, it was an entirely different debate. It was, hey, Scotland, do you want to leave um, the United Kingdom uh, and so on? It's different now because it's Scotland, you want to leave the United Kingdom, which means staying in the European Union. Do you want to have to then, on that basis, negotiate a whole series of new trade deals, you know, through with you, Scotland, in the European Union, trading against um, um, the United, what's left of the United Kingdom? Yeah, all the stuff to do with borders, to do with airspace, to do with <laughs> international waters, that becomes a much, much more complicated mm-hmm. debate. So, and, and that's the same. I think John touched upon this earlier. If you're going to have a debate on um, whether you call it a shared Ireland, New Ireland, All Ireland, United Ireland, whatever the phrase of the day happens to be, it's not the same. If you had had a debate five years ago, a border poll in Northern Ireland, it was simply said the choice for the reasonably simple. Do you want to stay in the United Kingdom or do you want to live in the United Ireland? That's changed now. Could be, again, that becomes do you want to stay in the United Kingdom, which is outside the European yeah. Union, and has maybe stripped you of some of your identity, or do you want to stay? And also in terms of Northern Ireland, we have no idea how Boris Johnson is going to treat this. He's already messed up the whole thing about the Northern Ireland Protocol again, about the, the border down the Irish Sea. We thought businesses thought there was some certainty in that a few weeks ago. Now he's thrown confusion into that. So there's so many things in play, and that's the key to all of this. When, when the debate comes, which inevitably it will at some point fairly soon, those are the issues. What will it look like? Who will fund it? I've heard debates, yeah. you know, that I've, I've had in my own timeline. I've heard people who supported talking about reparations that somehow the United Kingdom would have to find billions to pay for, you know, illegal, as one person put it, illegal occupation of this part of Ireland for hundreds of years. They owe us reparations. That's all, all of that is going to come into play and that's going to make it a much more difficult call on whether or not the result would be status quo or new New Ireland. Yeah, there's so many questions. One thing though that has sprung to my mind, I think, Alex, is I, I think the unionists do face a big challenge here. They really have to think well, about where unionism is going and they, they have to really, really answer hard questions. Well, they, they do, and, and I've, I've many conversations I've had with Frank over the years in this. So, my, as someone, and you'll know, and your listeners will know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm another bar. I'm pro union, no differently with my, with my unionism. But I'm also one of those unions who argues that even if you don't want to talk, I can understand, you know, if, if Arlene and some unions say, oh, we don't want to talk, uh, we don't want to engage in any Irish unity debate, we don't want to engage with Sinn Fein or, or the Irish parties or 32, the, 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 the Shared Ireland Tomorrow project. We don't do any of that. But my recommendation is that at least talk to each other. Union Assembly is a huge family, six or seven political parties, the, the Loyal Order, Loyalist Unionist Fringes, the churches, there's so much. 
at least talk there because I think what what Arlene and others are making a mistake here, and this you know well a potential mistake. The whole of whether or not there will be a border poll depends, hinges on one simple word in the agreement, and that word is likely. If it's likely, if a secretary thinks it's likely that the majority will vote for United Ireland, that's when he would call a border poll. Nobody knows what likely means. At the minute, just for the sake of argument, if he was looking for definitions, he would say, well, unionists don't have a majority in the Assembly. Oh, okay. Unionists don't have a majority in Belfast City Council. Oh, unionists don't turn a majority of members of Parliament to Westminster at the minute. Add that and a number of other things in, and suddenly somebody, a Secretary of State, might sit down and say, well, do you know something? It's, maybe it's not. It's not certain. No, it's the no, time, yeah. If there was a border poll, yeah, it could be. It's a likely. It's not impossible that they would say no. I mean, 20 years ago, if you'd had a border poll, everyone, even in favour, said no, there's not going to be a vote in favour of a United Ireland. If you ask the same question now, just a, just random people, they would say, well, you know, I don't think so. But I'm not sure. And oh, I've heard yeah. that on both sides. That's the key to this, Denise. I've heard both the people in Sinn Féin and SLP who have said that, well, yeah, Alex, if there's border poll, this is for a chance. We might make it this time. But I've also heard you say to me privately, well, Alex, if there was, you know, a lot would depend on the question. A lot would depend what the British government was saying. A lot would depend if the Irish government had come fully on board and was promoted. A lot would depend if the British and Irish governments had were talking about, well, what would happen? What would the finances look like and all of this? Mm-hmm. So again, everything, that's why I'm saying you is what you can knock Sinn Féin for the Unity Project, which has gone on for a decade now. You can knock them for all the stuff they're doing, but they are doing what unionism should be doing, preparing for all eventualities. Yeah. Alex, I'll just be honest with you. Um, it's the British government and Boris Johnson that it, some of his behaviour is so erratic and you never know what he's going to do, so he might just decide let's have a border poll because this seems to be the way he governs. And this is just my, in my opinion, you just don't know what he's going to do. And that, well, that's like, that is worrying to somebody who lives in Northern Ireland. Yes, well, it, Johnson works on the basis of shock and awe tactics. You know, you, you're never quite sure what he's going to do. And, I mean, he could quite... I mean, let's face it, the DUP have, have, have skinned in the game with Johnson over the past two years. You know, he's let them down a number of times, having told them... You know, I was there that they covering the, the conference just two years ago when he said, you know... I'm with you. Boris is with you all the way. Don't you worry. We'll protect Northern Ireland. And then three months later, in fact, I think it was less than three months later, he just U-turned on everything he'd said to them. Mm-hmm. He assured them there wouldn't be a border down the Irish Sea. <laughs> and then he's the one that put the border. And now he's saying, oh, well, we might change that. But I mean, if I were, well, I was going to say if I were, I'm a unionist, but if I were a leader of unionism, I wouldn't be dependent on, 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 on Johnson. But the other thing is, of course, with um people, it's just assumed there'll be a Secretary of State. It won't be Secretary of State. There won't be Secretary of State sitting there one day waking up and going, oh, I don't know. I think it's likely now. It won't. It'll be done. A border poll, Denise, will not be called until the Dublin government, the Irish government, and the, the UK government, until both of those governments agree, because they will have to work out what the question would be. They'd have to work out how the debate would be shaped. They'd have to work out who would be involved in the in the debate. So, if there's going to be a border poll, we will see a run-up to it. We will we will be briefed about we'll be talks well taking briefed. place between the between yeah. the British and Irish government, and, and all of that will be in play. And that's why I say, well, I think Arlene is wrong to say that the border poll won't happen in her lifetime because I think it's likely. So, and I'm simply on that basis, if only on that basis, and excluding not wanting to talk to to Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, Sinn Féin, or anybody else, the unions should still talk to each other on the basis of well. 
What would our line be in the event that we are surprised and a border poll is called? And more important than that, Denise, if there's a border poll call on the basis that the, the Irish government is also supporting it, has, has negotiated with the British government to have this border poll, and we can assume that the Irish government will have prepared green papers for Irish unity. Big question for all of unionism. doesn't matter what stand you take on Brexit or anything else. Who from UK politics is going to come to Northern Ireland during that debate and mm-hmm. champion the cause of Northern Ireland staying. Oh, we're going to have, you know, Jacob Rees-Mogg, <laughs> Nigel Farage, Boris no. Johnson. You know, Bar- oh yes, or for the union. Well, although if you don't want it, don't worry about it. You know, yeah. that's okay. They, they, they need. If they don't want to prepare for a united Ireland, then at least prepare for the possibility of a border poll on Absolutely. the united Ireland. That that covers all bases. Really. Alex, Alex, wise words. Honestly, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Denise, and, and sharing the show. a very frank and honest <laughs> opinions. Thank you so much. Thank. You. All the best. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.